You reached Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Fiona. Hey, Jill. We have a Ram Dass quote today. Oh, good. We both love Ram Dass. He passed away, I think, last year. Just a wonderful, compassionate, kind, loving man. And he says, The heart surrenders everything to the moment. The mind judges and holds back. And labels. Yes. <laughs> and, and the thing is that when we are in the heart and we're coming from the heart, and it's simple as practicing that, I think, like putting our hand on the heart when we wake up in the morning and opening our hands and saying, today I'm going to breathe through my heart. Today I'm going to speak from my heart. And today, whenever I find myself holding back, I'm going to just put my hands on my chest and open my heart up and operate today from my heart as often as I can. So do you feel that maybe the holding back, which then triggers the mind, and the mind, of course, is judgmental and makes labels, do you think that's fear? Now, when, you know, when I look at the medicine wheel, in the Native American, and I say North Native American, Yet there's medicine wheels all all around the world. But in, um, say for example, uh, the North American medicine wheel, they have, that lives in the South, is the heart, is the relationships, is the love, is the sunlight, is all those beautiful things. Now, when you're in the shadow of that, you're in fear. And that's what keeps you from love. So I often look at the medicine wheel. I use the medicine wheel a lot when I can identify where I am. And if I'm fearful, I know I'm not coming from a place of love. I'm coming from a place of fear. So how do I, what am I afraid of? That's the mind. How do we get out of the mind and back into the... Ah, the expression of the heart, of the love and the kindness and the compassion. Lovely things like that. I, I think it's practice for us because we all tend to close close off and it's not wrong to do that. It's just, it, it is a culture. We're not heart-based. Most of the culture mm-hmm. is not. So if we, remind, we sit on the edge of our bed for a second in the morning and say, and put our hands on our heart and breathe through our heart, the heart to a great degree controls the brain. So if the heart is open and, and the energy of the heart is calm, it calms the brain. The heart math has done a huge amount of, of study on that. And they have a lot that you can look at if you go to heart math.com they've done a huge amount of, of studies on the, the in how the heart influences the brain so if we can we will have a calmer mind and an easier day mm. if we put our hands on our heart and smile into the heart and then just start our day open our heart up open our hands up and and walk from the heart when we can and not judge ourselves when we can it, I, I've always called that the marriage of the heart and the mind if we can marry the heart with the mind, then we can soften the judgmental and aspects of the mind that uh, react from fear. 
And I think that uh, it, it, it's just practice, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And awareness. Again, consciousness. Yeah. The, uh, the heart math has... There's actually a physical link between the heart and the brain, I think. That's why it's so interesting in the brain and the heart. So that's why it's so interesting to go and have a look at the... Heartmath.com? Heartmath.com, because huh. they have so much stuff there that... Um, it's a, it's a, they say that the heart is its own complex nervous system. It's called, well, our gut is also called our second brain, but the heart actually sends more information to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. And that's such an interesting... Mm. And the heart signals especially affect the brain centers involved in strategic thinking, reactionary times, and self-regulation. So I, we say to ourselves, if I can operate from a balanced heart... I'll also have a balanced brain, and those little exercises uh, we can we can think of. Heart math has a lot of exercises to balance the heart as well. Some of them you pay for, some of them are free. Well, I love that. Can I have the quote again? The heart signals especially affect the brain centers involved in strategic thinking, reaction times, and self-regulation. And then it also says the heart sends far more information to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. The heart has its own complex nervous system, the heart brain. I love that. I, 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 now, I'm going to have to sit with that and absorb that. Because, it, 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 um, you know, I've always worked towards the marriage of the heart and the mind rather than... Uh, you know, now in my consciousness is seeing them as part of the same thing rather than as something separate. Because um, I, I, my heart is is ruled by what? By love, and I don't want to be ruled by my brain. I want to have some. Uh, Attention! I, I want to be able to have some guidance for the brain. That's and, and here the heart math also says that the heart is about a hundred thousand times stronger electrically and up to five thousand times stronger magnetically than the brain. So the heart, you know, in, it's interesting because in Chinese medicine and several systems, uh, these wonderful ancient systems, they talk about the heart being the center, not the brain. Mm-hmm. And and I think that it's, it's why heart math has done so much research on this. And I also think that to help to engage the heart, it does. it's very helpful to do the corners of the lips up. I know, you say that. It engages, it releases endorphins, which makes us feel good. And then as we do that, we can just, our heart is more open. And paying attention, I think, to little things and small places, like when we go into the supermarket, can we breathe, put the corners of our lips up and and just say But nobody can see them under the masks. That's good. So then, because some people, I remember, I was just really working on this. I was having a rather, I was doing a session. I was having a day where I was having to constantly bring myself back into balance, and I was sitting there with the corners of my lips up. And a client looked said to me, "Do you think I'm funny?" 
Oh, she could see it yeah, through, and through I your said, eyes. Yeah, and, and no, through my mouth because kind of my lips were going up. And I said, oh. actually, it was a him. And I said, no, no, I'm just practicing the corners of the lips up because it helps me to balance my body and to you know uh-huh. to be more easy. So you you know, but if you just do them a little bit, nobody even notices it. Well, the interesting thing is um, t- talking to somebody when you have your mask on, and you've got a smile on. Uh, even people, there are people that seem to be so uh, cold, they can't even see the smile in, in, in the eyes anymore. I ran into somebody the other day, and my, uh, my mouth was smiling, my lips were smiling, my eyes were smiling, they didn't see any of that. I think the thing is also, we've, in, in our culture, we've developed false smiles, not us so mm. much. Well, I'm sure we do it sometimes too. But we've we've thought that we should smile instead of really let it being a part of our body. And your eyes smile, though, the people, but we're not used to seeing that. And the truth of the matter is we're not used to seeing anybody. We're imagining in our mind what's happening, and we don't really look at anybody. I, a friend of mine who'd known me for so many years, um, I said, you know, my... I've got these blue-green eyes, and she said, you've got blue-green eyes, you've known me like 35 years, but she'd never seen my eyes, because there was always, uh, you know, we were always chatting, and most everybody is in their imagination when they're talking to somebody, they're not really with the person, so they don't see the, the smile. Well, that's if you know somebody. I'm talking about somebody I didn't know. Yes, and I, don't, I think it's the same. Everybody's imagining they're yeah. not looking at us. No, absolutely not. She wasn't. I was trying to make contact, but no, I couldn't. It's very interesting with the mask now. It is interesting mm-hmm. because everything is about the eyes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this, you know, in the Middle East, they've lived with it for centuries, but that the women, particularly only women, mm-hmm. have that covered up so all you can see is the eyes. But in our culture, you know, we're used to seeing Are the, the eyes. Oh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, because we don't. We are not cyclopses. <laughs> so you are so good. Jill does all the editing on her things. <laughs> Obviously. Sorry. No, I'm glad. You know, it's always helpful because uh, it, it's again, it's always good to have somebody who picks up on. Yeah, picks up on those things. Um. So we can reduce through being coming from our heart, not only does it really, do we open things up for other people when we're around them and for ourselves, but it also reduces stress. The heart mm-hmm. is very connected to stress. I remember my dad had somebody who actually had been in the German army. My dad was born in 1910. And uh, he had a friend that moved from Germany to Australia, and he said he had this heart attack. And the doctor said, when you go to you know a, a, a traffic light, breathe and relax your body. And that was like 50 years ago. So we we still need to do that. We need to breathe, feel our feet, feel our hands, put the corners of our lips up, and see if we can breathe in and out of our heart every time we stop at a traffic light. Mm-hmm. Because what that does is it calms us and it relaxes us. It is. I love the uh, breathing, breathing through the heart, breathing from the heart. Oh, and drop your shoulders. That's a big deal. Huge deal. Relax your jaw. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. The heart, uh, they have something called coherence training in the Heart Math Institute, and they have a, a really quick technique that they suggest, and it's called heart focused breathing. And so you focus your attention in the area of your heart. For some people, it's helpful to put their hand there. And you imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or the chest area. You breathe a little slower and a little deeper than usual. And what you'll find is slowly you calm down. The heart calms down, which calms down the brain. And it's that's heart-centered breathing. So, so the, and this is how I do it. It, it. So, for example, when I was going through radiation, right, and I'd have to... It's very... I don't need to tell anybody how uncomfortable that is, but or having MRIs or going into those machines or whatever, I would always say, it's okay, I'm going to meditate. And it's exactly that, is the slower breathing, breathing through the heart. And I would... I, I would get to the still point, what I call the still point, which is <clears throat> uh, after a few breathings through the heart, then as I uh, exhale, when I get to the end of that exhale, I pause for a moment. That's that still point. Ah, it's a wonderful place to go. Oh, it's beautiful. It really calms then, everything. Yes, down. and then you breathe back in. And then you breathe back out, and then you pause at the out, at the still point, and come back in, and that really calms you down. And uh, I can do that for hours uh, when I'm being attended to medically that way, which is really... Calming, because oh, yeah. that can be very stressful, I can yeah. imagine. Um, and you can add with the heart math, you know, with the breathing in and out of your heart, if you can, say, breathe in for five or six seconds and then out for five or six seconds, just so you slow it down yeah. for a few moments, that can be really helpful as well. When uh, The way to... Um, I want to just say one more thing about the still point is if you uh, wanted to bring energy in instead of relaxing, like we were saying at the end of your breath, the still point, the pause there, the opposite happens if on the in-breath, as you breathe in, you pause there, for this, that upper still point, and that brings you up. So if you're going to bed at night, what would help you sleep is this still point at the end of your breath, mm. getting up in the morning, <clears throat> breathing through the heart, and then the nice breath in, and then... <gasps> That's yin and yang. Ah, yes, it's, it's, exactly. It's powerful points. Mm -hmm. So we want to, you know, we've been talking today about uh, the heart and how to f come from the heart. And as I said, Ram Das, it was very much heart-centric. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so this is why this is a wonderful quote. And I, they also said, I've heard some teachers talk about Jesus saying he was very heart-centric as well. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I haven't met Jesus, so it, it, but there are lots of other teachers and, and great teachers. I, I would guess that Francis Assisi was as well. Yes, I would think. And then a, a lot of other people are mental teachers. It's not Krishnamurti was a men mental teacher. It doesn't make them better or worse, but for today, be heart-centric. 
and because we're rushing around so much, the brain starts to go so fast, and it can calm our brain by and, calming our heart. And especially now during the pandemic, um, when the um, the numbers are going up, this is an excellent way to relieve your stress is to uh, breathe through your heart. Pause. Breathe in. Breathe through your heart. Pause. Breathe in. And just keep breathing through your heart. That's so wonderful. And the other thing is, it can also be really helpful to hold one of your small fingers. Because that the little finger is owned oh. by the heart. So if that. things are difficult, you can just hold your little finger a bit and it can be very helpful for, for, for calming the heart in difficult situations. And you can find ways to hold it that people can't see if you're, if you're out and about. Or can you do, if somebody's having a, a heart pain, can you hold their finger? You can. I, you know, of course, we need, if somebody's having heart pain, you would want to get them immediately yes. to a doctor. But, but if, if you're going with them, I've, I heard this, um, uh, this young man who there was, he was at a conference and somebody had a heart attack and he raced over and bit the guy's little finger. Please don't do this. You'll probably <laughs> hurt them. But uh, and the guy was a, came out of it, and, and you know it was I think it was very beneficial for him. So um, you can massage your little finger. Actually, it's not a bad deal to massage all of your fingers, and just see if there are any delicate spots on them, and just work with them. But if you can use the the little finger controls the small intestine and the heart which are connected in systems in Chinese medicine. So if you work that finger and just see left if or right. It both the same, mm -hmm. but work both both of those. I know my husband Bob used had a bad tooth one time, and I worked the fingers and found an excruciating spot, and I worked that and worked that and worked that and it totally eased the pain. This was on a different finger. I think it was the pointer finger, it eased the pain in his tooth. So the fingers can be very helpful for us for balancing the body as well, and the little finger for balancing the heart. So Ram Dass said, the heart surrenders everything to the moment. The mind judges and holds back. And yet, at the same time, this, there's an importance for both. We can't operate in this world You, you need a marriage. Mind. Yeah. The marriage of the mind and the heart. And unfortunately, we have... Uh, the, the mind has taken over. Mm -hmm. But with working with the heart a bit, we can find a greater balance because obviously we have to have both. Mm -hmm. So you're on. You've been listening to Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth.